0: Start
1: your engine! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
2: Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, Whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we have another star-studded edition of the podcast coming up for you here this week. In just moments, we'll hear from super late model driver Bubba Pollard, along with truck series drivers Derek Lemke, and rev racing driver nick sanchez so we'll hear from those great drivers coming up for you here on this week's edition of the southern race week radio podcast and we're coming off a weekend of road course racing at watkins glen where chase elliott needs a victory that's right he's in a must win situation he needed a victory at a track which is watkins glen where he's had a lot of success he won his first ever Cup series race there at Watkins Glen's got a couple of wins there a runner-up finish and also a fourth place finish in the last four races at Watkins Glen, but unfortunately Chase ran out of gas During the race at Watkins Glen. So now he sets it up for a must win He's got to win because there's no way he's gonna point him away point his way in to the playoffs So he needs a win this upcoming Saturday night at Daytona International Speedway the punches way into the playoffs because I mean it's gonna be hard to believe that we won't see chase Elliott in the playoffs this year it's crazy but that is the situation that chase faces so a victory on Saturday night at Daytona will guarantee himself a spot in the 16-team field to battle it out for a championship at uh, championship weekend in a phoenix now we already know the truck series are in the middle of their playoffs and as we mentioned this upcoming uh, weekend Friday night will be the season finale the regular season season finale for the uh, Xfinity series as well as the Cup Series as well so a lot on the line as we get set for the race this weekend Friday night for the Xfinity Series Saturday night for the Cup Series at Daytona to get set for their respective playoffs which will uh, kick off at uh, Darlington Raceway For the uh, Southern 500 uh, That'll be Labor Day weekend Which will officially kick off the playoffs For the Xfinity Series And the uh, the Cup Series But a lot going on We want to recap everything that happened This past weekend in Watkins Glen And then also the NHRA Was in action this past weekend So let's recap everything that happened In the world of racing this past weekend As we start off with the world of NASCAR Now the Truck Series was off this week they'll be back in action on Sunday afternoon but here are the current standings right now as we get set for the second race of the Truck Series playoffs coming up on Sunday afternoon, Ty Majeski is your number one ranked driver. Corey Hine in second. Christian Eckes is third. Carson Hosever is fourth. Zane Smith is in fifth. Grant Enfinger is sixth. Ben Rhodes is seventh. Nick Sanchez we'll hear from a little bit later on the program to talk about being in the playoffs in his rookie season. He is eighth in the playoff standings right now. Matt Crafton is ninth, and Matt DiBenedetto. Rounding out the top 10. Now looking at the action from the Xfinity Series this past weekend as Sam Mayer spun race leader and arch rival Ty Gibbs following a late restart in the Xfinity Series race at Watkins Glen International this past Saturday and won for the second time in four weeks. Gibbs, a Cup Series regular and a rising star at Joe Gibbs Racing, dominated the road course race in upstate New York. He led 70 of 86 laps, but a late caution bunched up the field and gave Mayer a shot. Mayer took advantage by nudging Gibbs out of the way as they entered the first turn. Mayer said the contact was accidental. Sheldon Creed finishing second with Parker Klingerman, Ross Chastain, and Connor Mosak rounding out the top five. John Hunter Nemechek was sixth and took over the points lead from Austin Hill, who spun late and faded to 14th. Gibbs collected his car after the spin and came home a disappointing 17th. Gibbs brushed off any notion of chatting with Mayer after the ending and then took a clear shot at his rival. The two have had altercations before, and Gibbs even threw punches at Mayer last year at Marnesville. I don't really know how much of a conversation you can have with him in that situation, Gibbs said. We grew up racing each other. I think he has more starts than I do, and this is a second win. Congratulations to him on a second win. Definitely wish I could have gotten my 13th there. Take a look at the current point standings right now as we get set for the season finale Friday night at Daytona. John Henry Nemechek is your number one ranked driver with five wins on the season. Austin Hill is in second with four wins on the season. Cole Custer is in third position with two wins. Sam Mayer is in fourth with two wins. Justin Allgaier is in fifth position with a win. Chandler Smith is in sixth position with a win. Sammy Smith is in seventh position with a win. And Jeb Burton is in eighth with a win. Spots 9 through 12 are into the playoffs right now via points, as these drivers do not have a win on the season. Josh Berry is the 9th, Daniel Hemrick in 10th, Sheldon Creed is 11th, and Riley Herbst rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series action from Watkins Glen, William Byron had the field covered at Watkins Glen International, delivering such a dominant performance that no other NASCAR driver even got to his bumper in the final third of the race. It was unusual for the Cup Series and even more rare for Byron at a road course. The 25-year-old driver won for the first time at a road course in six Cup Seasons, this one being his series-leading fifth victory of the season and making him a favorite to win it all. Driving the number 24 Chevrolet for powerhouse Hendrick Motorsports, Byron overtook Michael McDowell in the first quarter of the 90-lap event and pretty much remained in control the rest of the way. He led 66 laps in all, including the final 33. Pole sitter Denny Hamlin was second nearly three seconds back. Christopher Bell was third, followed by A.J. Allmendinger and Ty Gibbs. Martin Trix Jr. finished sixth but failed to lock up the regular season title for Joe Gibbs Racing. He and Hammond will vie for the regular season crown this upcoming weekend at Daytona International Speedway. And taking a look at the current point standings right now, William Byron is your number one ranked driver, as we mentioned, with five wins on the season. Martin Trix Jr. was your runner-up and also he is your overall points leader right now. For the regular season championship, he has 3 wins on the season. Kyle Busch is in third with 3 wins. Denny Hamlin is in fourth position with 2 wins. Kyle Larson is in fifth position with 2 wins. Chris Buescher is sixth with 2 wins. Christopher Bell is in 7th position with a win, Ross Chastain is 8th with a win, Ryan Blaney is ninth with a win, Tyler Reddick is 10th with a win, Joey Logano is 11th with a win, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in 12th with a win, and Michael McDowell is in 13th position, he is into the playoffs via a win. Spots 14 through 16 are in the playoffs right now via points. In fact, Prad Koslowski in 14th and Kevin Harvick in 15th have locked up their position in the playoffs. So that means one spot is available and Bubba Wallace in 16th position is holding on to that 16th spot. Spots 17 through 19 that could possibly take it away from him in points. Ty Gibbs in 17th, Daniel Suarez is in 18th and A.J. Almendinger rounding out the 19th position. Over to the NHRA, Ron Caps joined an exclusive fraternity with the 75th NHRA National Event title, while Antron Brown and Dallas Green also collected pro titles at the Lucas Oil NHRA Nationals. And to check out other winners of the Wallys and also the current point standings right now in each different classification in the NHRA, just head on over to NHRA.com. And take a look at action coming up this weekend in the world of racing. The IndyCar Series will resume its schedule for the Barro Rito Automotive Group 500. That'll be August 27th. The green flag will drop at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the big NBC. Also, Peacock will have coverage. And you can listen to the coverage as well on Sirius XM Radio. And then NASCAR also will be in action as the playoffs will resume. And the truck series coming up on Sunday afternoon from the Milwaukee Mile for the Clean Harbors 175. The green flag will drop at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. You can catch the race on the FS1 and radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And the Xfinity Series will be in action, the regular season finale on Friday night, August 25th, for the running of the Wawa 250 powered by Coca-Cola from Daytona International Speedway. The green flag will drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on USA and also radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series regular season finale will be on Saturday night, August 26th for the Coke Zero Sugar 400 from Daytona International Speedway. You can catch the race on the big NBC. And then radio coverage provided by the motor racing network. And we can also be here on Sirius XM NASCAR channel 90. As I mentioned, the green flag will drop at 7 PM Eastern time. So there you go. That is your racing recap for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week radio
1: podcast. Hi, this is Greg Walter, general manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello everyone. And welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your favorite radio station. And of course your favorite podcast location. Check out Southern Race Week on your favorite podcast location, and you can download it, subscribe us, and uh, get the, that way you get the notifications whenever we upload a new show to the Hello. program. Hell in the old Food Depot hotline this week is none other than the man that's got all the NASCAR drivers wishing they had taken a few lessons from him. And that is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the king of the automotive racing world of Georgia. And I'm talking about none other than Bubba Pollard. Bubba, welcome back to the show, sir. How's it going? Man, we're doing good, man. You got to step up with that swagger, man. You kicked some NASCAR drivers' butts up in uh, Berlin, man. Tell us about that weekend, man. Yeah, we had a
0: fun, a uh, uh, good time. We, we had a good weekend um yeah it's always cool racing against those guys and when they come up you know we're, we're really supposed to kind of outrun them because it's, it's what we do week in and week out but they they run with us quite a few times a year and uh, they run at North Wilkesboro earlier this year too so they're with good teams and they're good they're, they're they're good at what they do so it makes you feel good when you run good against them and win and have some fun so our small or small group of guys can can do that and get it done it makes us feel good so pretty cool
1: so you've had a great season so far this year you had a great season last year what's coming up on the uh bubble pollard racing racing network schedule
0: yeah we uh i think we have about six or seven eight races left uh so we'll be going back to uh cordill uh watermelon capital um next or this weekend uh we'll also be going to Missouri the following week and and uh back to five flags so we still got a, a pretty busy schedule uh, we'll go to Toledo Ohio and race Winchester Nashville um derby so we got some uh, some pretty uh pretty cool events coming up in the next couple of weeks uh next couple of months that um you know we sure would like to win so we're going to do all we can to to you know make it see if we can make it happen and and, uh, we, we've, we've had a lot of success and we're going to some of these tracks for the second time with this new car. So, um, kind of cut the learning curve in half. We hope now that we have a little bit of a notebook to go off of and, and, uh, get up the speed a little quicker and, and, and make the car, you know, drive good, see where it needs to be. So, uh, we're looking forward to, to what's rest, uh, the rest of the season.
1: Well, I tell you what, now, if y'all just joined us here on the, uh, this edition of Southern Race Week. On the uh, Food Depot Highline here, and Food Depot, your, your favorite grocery store in the state of Georgia, if you're ever in the neck of the woods, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Food Depot so you can save more money on your grocery bill. But, uh, Bubba, talking to Bubba Pollard, uh, Bubba, you know, a lot of these uh, short tracks uh, in Georgia, specifically, are, uh, you know, are having some good events. Um, but there's one event that I think I might have sent you a link to that I saw on YouTube that really just kind of like scared the ever-loving mess out of me. And you can tell me if you've ever seen this before. And it was drag racing your own personal car on an oval track. You basically did a lap. And whoever won after round, after round, after round, finally would win the race. Would win the drag race. Have you ever seen such craziness where people take their own personal car out there and go around the track and race each other like that?
0: No. Yeah. You know, uh spectator racing used to have it back in the nineties and early two thousands there. Uh, it was big on Saturday nights until, uh, some people, um, started, um, I guess tearing up, crashing or abusing their, their, their personal car. So. Uh, It was a lot of fun. We've had some, I've seen some spectacular wrecks in the past. So, um, you know, with all the insurance and now I'm sure you couldn't do it as much, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I'm not dumb enough to do anything like that, but I think the people out there, that's crazy enough to sure, for sure.
1: I saw a guy on uh, YouTube tear up his Corvette like a son of a gun. I was like, oh, my God, that's just got to be crazy. That's people that's got
0: too much money for you.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Listen, Bubba, uh, there's a lot of races that are coming up on your schedule and everything, um, and is there one race that you just, you know, at the end of the year – you know, everybody talks about the NASCAR guys and the Indy guys and this, that, and the other, how they want to win the Brickyard. They want to win, the, you know, the Daytona 500 or whatever. But is there any track that you just want to win at just so that you can put that, you know, I remember back in the day when I'd come by your shop when you would allow me, um, but you don't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you had all those uh, trophies with the snake heads in them, uh for the rattler races that you had trophies for is there any race race track or race event that you just got to say you know what every year this is what we're thriving and striving for to win
0: yeah you know there's there's a lot of races like that um and we've been fortunate enough to win a lot of them and uh we've come close on a lot of them and uh, we've won a couple for multiple times but you know, we look forward to the Snowball Derby every year at Five Flags. Did the first weekend of December. And, you know, that's one of the ones that it's on your, on your bucket list. And then Winchester 400 here um, later on in October, uh, it went a rifle. It's a pretty big pretty big bucket list as well. So we got two racetracks left there that I feel like we need to win at. We're capable of winning at. We just got to put it all together. It's tough. You know, these NASCAR guys come in and run all these big shows and, it makes it tough on us, but um, you know those two races. If we can get by and uh, and get us a victory there, it, it would definitely you know help help uh, make us feel better about all the money we have spent and uh, time down the road. Um, those two races are the ones you want. They're like the Daytona 500 short track racing. So uh, hopefully one day we can we can check that off the list.
1: Bubba, let's uh, let's remind everybody how social you are and where people need to go to find out more information about you.
0: Yeah, just um, get online. Check us out on Twitter, BoPower26. Um, you know, we have both our, um You can shop online, uh, buy some T-shirts, things like that, some cool cool stuff we're fixing to put some new stuff up. Uh, we had our North Wilkesburg shirt here a couple weeks ago that, uh, that sold out pretty quick, kind of limited edition, so that was cool. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we can get on there check us out on the website. We can um, keep our schedule up to date and uh, see where we're racing at, and hopefully you all can come check us out in, uh, in the future.
1: Well, Bubba, I would not be able to, uh, let you go without, uh, bringing up the fact that, uh, your grandfather, uh, just got inducted into the Georgia racing hall of fame. How cool is that? Especially now that your family has taken the track back over, uh, with Sonora raceway and turned it back into a premier racing facility. How cool is that for you and your dad and your family?
0: Well, it is special, um, you know, my granddad, enjoyed uh, racing uh, whether it be drag racing or circle track just cars and um you know in general he just he just loved racing uh he loved to gamble on it and uh <laughs> help people out too so uh you know it's been our family for years you know we uh we grew up in it my dad myself my sister uh, my whole family so uh it's it's pretty cool for what georgia racing hall of fame has done for the state of Georgia recognize, you know, everyone, promoters, um, you know, track owners, um, race car drivers, crew chiefs, everything that's been involved with motorsports in, in Georgia. So everyone gets gets a chance. Go check it out. It's pretty cool um, deal they got going up in Dawsonville and, and Chase. And uh, Chase's mother, Cindy, uh, runs it and uh, just done a great job with it. And there's a lot of short track favorites that are in the Hall of Fame and a lot of guys that, that have raced here at Sonoyah. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to, to walk by and see the history and your granddad up there. It makes you feel good. So, um, you know, we work hard to, as a family and, um, you know, as I, I feel like, uh, just I never knew my granddad, but I feel like, uh, he would be proud of where the racetrack is now and, and how much he just enjoyed and loved the sport. So, um, it's pretty neat. It's something we'll always remember and, uh, we'll be able to, to go and look back and, and, uh, and great memories, uh, throughout the year so. Uh, it's it's pretty neat. Hopefully, we can we can continue his legacy into the future and, and uh, keep it growing and, and and have some fun.
1: Let's remind everybody where they need to go to to get tickets to Sonoy Raceway uh, and how they can find them and follow them on the social platforms as well, Bubba.
0: Yeah, uh, Sonoy Raceway nineteen sixty nine us out. Facebook website. Um, we got uh, just about all, all social social media platform there. Uh, but yeah, we got some big events coming up. World of Outlaws here in a couple of weeks. We got a Creek Racing USA this weekend. Uh, then we have our, our big P State Classic Friday, three day deal. Uh, we'll have live music, um, cornhole tournaments, and things you can do with the drivers, meet and greet, luncheon, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that the second weekend in November. I think it's the 11th, 12th, 13th this year. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. Everyone come out and, and check us out. We'll have fun.
2: Hello, this is Gracie Trotter, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's as We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He made his debut in the Truck Series just a couple of weeks ago at Richmond, and he's got a big announcement he's going to be telling us here in just a matter of moments. But first, let's welcome in driver in the Craftsman Truck Series. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Derek Lemke, Mr. Lemke. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
3: I am, and I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I appreciate that intro. I'm going to have to start uh, telling everyone that's how I expect them to answer the <laughs> phone for, from now on.
2: A few years ago, your now-fiancé, who was your girlfriend at the time, Natalie Decker, she started up her own race team and uh, and brought you in to be her driver for a few races, so you've been on the program once before, but maybe for some of our listeners who's not familiar with you, Derek, tell us a little bit about your background in racing and how you got your start.
3: Yeah, so a couple years ago, Natalie um, got a a super late model program together, and we went back to the Midwest in Wisconsin to run one of the the big shows up there at Oktoberfest, and that was a lot of fun. I grew up racing in the Midwest. Uh, I'm from Minnesota myself, so... I cut my teeth at Elko Speedway from quarter midgets up to the big tracks uh, with legend cars, limited late models, super late models. And then uh, we moved down to North Carolina, and things kind of took a hold on my racing career. I, I got a couple legend rides and things like that here and there. Um, did a couple late model races at Hickory. But for the most part, I was all in on helping Natalie and still am. And uh, making this first truck start, had a big part of Natalie helping me so we kind of reversed the roles and both of us were, were working hard and trying to get each other into race cars and Natalie was able to help me out this year and making that happen and was a huge part of that as well as Josh and everyone at RBR um, but just to to be able to say that I made a start and we kind of have a little NASCAR family going on in our house uh, it's been a lot of fun
2: and I mean, you're no slouch. Uh, You were the 2013 NASCAR Minnesota Rookie of the Year, so I mean, you're no slouch behind the wheel, and speaking of this deal with uh, RBR, tell us a little bit about how that deal came about since you did make your debut just a couple of weeks ago in the truck series, so how did that deal come about?
3: Yeah, we've been trying to work with Josh on on making this happen for a while now, and we were going to try and do it earlier in the year, but some things happened uh, with the team, and, and we weren't able just to, to make that happen, and you can't make a debut in, during the playoffs, so and it had to be a short track, so Richmond was kind of our, our only option to, to make that happen again this year, and I know Natalie and I really want to duke it out on the racetrack together, so we're trying to, to get me approved up to mile and a half to hopefully be able to do some of the super speedway races as well, but... I wanted to get cleared this year, and and Josh was a big part in helping, making sure that that happened. We went to Richmond kind of with no budget at all, no no real sponsors. Josh had some some of his team sponsors that were helping out on the truck to make this happen, and then luckily we made the race, and we had Jag Metals come on board Saturday morning, and we were able to do the race, log the laps. I completed all of them that I could. There's no scratches on the truck or anything, and it was it was a learning experience. We just wanted to make the race and get on to the next one. And luckily we're we're announcing we're doing Milwaukee, so I get to try this all again.
2: Very nice. Speaking with Derek Lemke here, driver for the number thirty three machine for RBR here on uh, this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Now you mentioned you're gonna be uh, your next event will be in Milwaukee, but looking back on the experience at Richmond, uh tell me a little bit about that experience, your first time in a truck racing around Uh, obviously not the finish you probably wanted to have, but tell us about the experience and what you think you took away from that experience racing at Richmond.
3: Yeah, we went into Richmond just, one, hoping to make the race. It's not always the easiest thing to show up in the truck series and a short track when you have a lot of teams that don't show up every weekend, but they show up to these short track events. And and everyone that shows up in the truck series is fast enough to make the race. And luckily, that was the, the first thing that we got checked off our list as making the race, and we did it on time, so that was a, a little feather in my hat. Um, practice, we we started practice, and I went out, and we waited about five minutes, seeing if the track would kind of calm down a little bit, but there was never just a, an open hole, so we went out onto a hot track. I had no idea what I was doing, forgetting to turn on fans and trying to figure out where to go. It was the first time I, I even released a clutch pedal in one of those uh, NASCAR trucks. I've never sat in one before, sort of getting fitted, but I didn't even think about hitting the pedals when we were in there just to see what it felt like. So kind of got thrown into the deep end there, but I think that's the best way to figure out how to swim.
2: Now, you mentioned that Natalie Decker is your fiance, and she's raced in a few events in trucks, Xfinity as well. In fact, I met you guys at Atlanta Motor Speedway a, a few years ago when she competed here at, at, at our home track for Southern Race Week Radio at AMS. Uh, she was a very supportive person for you when you did your event in Richmond. How amazing was it for kind of that role reversal where you're usually supporting her when she's racing? What was it like for you to experience for her to support you when you are out there doing your thing?
3: Yeah, no, it was really good. Even just leading up to it, um, it, I always try and help Natalie out when she races, just being a racer myself. But there's only so much that I can do when I've never driven these vehicles before. I've never driven the tracks before or anything like that. So... I might have had more of an advantage having her on my side than she does with me on hers, Uh, just because she's been to Richmond before. She's raced the truck. She kind of knows what the feel is. She was able to help me out, give me a couple tips and things like that. I think the only thing I wasn't prepared for was some of those green flag runs, and uh, my big struggle was pit road. We had to make a green flag pit stop, and I wasn't good going down pit road under yellow, let alone coming down under green. So I think that hurt us a little bit. Um, The truck was definitely faster than our finishing results Uh, a lot of that was on me and just being unprepared on pit road stuff i i was expecting a little more of a chaotic race being the playoff cutoff race and i wasn't quite ready for that um but that's all things that we can learn on i've been i've been practicing as much as i can on the sim just trying to hit lights and being consistent but the feel that i had in the real car compared to the sim it just wasn't the same so i think Coming to Milwaukee in practice, I'm really going to focus on trying to to max my lights and and be as good as I could going down pit road. It wasn't so much stopping in the box. It was more just trying to keep that pace up.
2: Well, Derek, we're really excited for your opportunity coming up. As you just uh, announced here on the program and also you uh, announced to the media as well, You'll be your next event will be in Milwaukee uh, in the Truck Series for, uh, for your racing team. Now, uh, Derek, if our listeners want to follow along with your progress, keep up with your racing career and what's going on with you, where can we steer them to uh, social media websites or anything like that to let them know what's going on with you? Yeah, if
3: you follow me on social media, um, I'm mostly active mainly on Instagram. Um, Natalie helps me out with my social media a lot because I'm not the best at it. Um, But Instagram, Derek underscore Lemke is probably where you hear the most news. And um, also with the team at RBR, follow them, support them. They support me and they're really the ones that are are making this
2: happen. This is Natalie Deckard, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Southie as we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, a good friend of the show, he is the 2022 Arca Menard Series Champion. And now in his rookie campaign, he is now battling it out for a truck championship. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the driver of number two Gainbridge Chevrolet for Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Nick, Nick Sanchez! Nick. Mr. Sanchez, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully, you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Well, Nick, let's just get into it. I mentioned the Open last year. You were the Arkham and Art Series champion uh, for Rev Racing, and then Mr. Siegel decided, hey, you know what? Let's do it. Let's move on up to the Truck Series. He is a rookie owner in the Truck Series, and now you are a rookie driver in the Series. And congratulations. You were able, in your rookie campaign, to make it into the Truck Series playoffs. Now, you're able to do that without winning a race. You're able to point your way in to the playoffs. What, what would have been better for you, getting a win and getting into the playoffs, or do you think pointing your way in is more impressive?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think with the way my season's gone, a win would have been a lot better. I think we we honestly, me and my team, deserve at least a win, if not a couple. So that, that part does suck that I still don't have a win yet, but it's part of racing. But then on the flip side, you look at points, you know, I think points racing might teach you a little bit more composure, you know, as far as limiting your mistakes.
2: You know, there's pros and cons. Now, winning the Arkham and Arch Championship last year, how much help does it have for you to win that championship, take over to your run in the playoffs here in the Truck Series? Um,
4: Honestly, I, I really don't take too much of that experience over with me just because it's a totally different format. And I feel like you know, that at least in the ARCA series, like it was a little more on edge nerve wracking because there wasn't like no playoff format, right? Like the points were the points. So now I know like I could be down and out coming to the final round and I could win my way to the round of eight or the championship round. So it's in my eyes, it's a lot less pressure and and it's a lot more fun because you're not, it's not over till it's over. So I, I don't take too much of that with me.
2: Speaking with the driver, number two, GameBridge Chevrolet for Rev Racing. And in the playoffs this season, rookie driver Nick Sanchez on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, Nick, it must be exciting for you as a rookie, kind of taking this all in, soaking it all in, to be a part of the 10 drivers who are battling it out for a a championship. And I know for Mr. Siegel, it must be great for him knowing that, that you both are kind of going into this with, uh, you know, not having any experience in the truck series, what has Mr. Siegel meant to you and what kind of motivation does it give you to want to perform well, uh, for him personally? Yeah. You know,
4: uh, Max, I've been working with Max since 2017, you know, getting my start at red racing. So we've had a relationship that spans six, six years. And, you know, he's, I could confidently say he's one of the reasons I'm at where I'm at, you know, he, he just, such an important role in my career and development uh, as an owner and just a mentor in general. And I know this year was kind of a long time coming, you know, he's wanted to, he's wanted to go into the national series. It's just an honor for myself to be the driver that, that uh, is allowed to take me to the national series in our first season together in trucks. And I think for him, you know, you know, he's really not on the competition side, but he believes in me and expects expects results and expects wins and playoff and playoff berths. so i think he he really isn't surprised you know when we when i signed up for this and when he signed up for this you know we had our we had our goals and you know without saying it we knew what we wanted to do so you know he he believes in me and allows me to kind of go do my thing on the track and uh it's just about you know collecting more results and showing up showing up when it counts this year in the playoffs
2: I know with any professional, getting into the playoffs isn't enough. You want that championship. You want that ultimate prize. But being at your rookie year, dealing with a lot of veterans in the truck series as you race for this championship, as we get closer to, to Phoenix and championship weekend, realistically, what do you hope to accomplish or what do you hope to learn on your first go-around in the truck series playoffs? I really don't like
4: to make excuses as far as experience or anything. I know I'm down in experience, and you know I'm at a deficit in that regard. But it, mentally, in my eyes, I really don't care about experience. You know, my goal, you know, we have six more races, six more opportunities to win, and a championship in Phoenix. You know, I'm still very, very much in the game for that. So that's my that's what I have my eyes
2: on. And also, Nick, I mean, you're the guy wheeling the machine. You're the guy behind the steering wheel driving that truck. But you got a great team around you, helping you, supporting you, and also guiding you through this run in your rookie campaign. Yeah, you know, that, that's been
4: everything, you know meeting this new team and building relationships that, you know, help our playoff run. So the guys that work on my truck, you know, Danny and the whole team, they are just absolutely amazing. And, you know, they're, I'm still learning, learning every race from them and uh, different things I could do and different ways to break down the truck. So it very much, you know, still in the learning process, but I couldn't ask for a better group of guys uh, to be racing with. And I always tell everyone they, they make racing fun. So I'm, I'm having fun driving their trucks and uh, at the end of the day, learning how to go faster and be faster.
2: And one last thing, Nick, making the transition from the ARCA Menard series to the uh, truck series must be like night and day for you. How was that adjustment first starting out? And, and when you started at Daytona to, to now, how, how has that adjustment been for you? 200% my
4: biggest learning curve going from ARCA to Xfinity. And then, you know, starting the season in Daytona and trucks, it really wasn't, yeah, it's a truck. It's different tendencies and a totally different kind of uh, notebook uh, or manual on how to drive it. But, you know, the same, you know, competitive pit stops, you know, choose all all those little aspects of the game are the same. So luckily, I did most of my learning going from Arca to Xfinity. And um, as far as Xfinity to truck, you know, I've just, it's just been about learning the vehicle and some of these tracks going to for the first time. So kind of learning twice. At this point in the year, I'm I'm kind of getting to the point where I, I think I know what I want in the vehicle and keeping in that path and building off of my experiences.
2: Now, Nick, if our listeners want to follow along with your progress, keep up with what's going on with you professionally, uh, where can we steer them to get the latest news and information about Nick Sanchez?
4: Obviously, follow me on my social, NickSanchez080. I'm
2: Kalen Vinci from Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Southies. We wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, short-track guru extraordinaire Bubba Pollard, along with Truck Series drivers Nick Sanchez of Rev Racing and also Derek Lemke. So thanks to those great guests and drivers for joining the program this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And if you want to re-listen to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. Just check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. It's available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just go to one of those respective podcast locations. Go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, and download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And also, don't forget about our social media platforms, where we deliver to you the latest in racing news and information, 24 hours a day seven days a week so please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek, or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And also, we have an email address as well, so feel free to email us anytime you would like to uh, comment about the program. Let us know what's going on in your thoughts of the world of racing, or maybe you're an up-and-coming driver who wants to get a little bit of exposure. We love welcoming new drivers to our Southern Race Week Radio audience, so please email us 24-7 anytime you would like, SRW Radio at yahoo.com. Once again that email address is srwradio at yahoo.com. So hopefully you enjoy the rest of your weekend. We appreciate you tuning in. And we'll catch back up with you again next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. So please be safe. Enjoy it and we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much.